Howard Lindzen is the founder and general partner at Social Leverage. All opinions expressed by Howard and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Social Leverage or StockTwits. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for decisions. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast. Hello, Mr. Howard. How are you? How are you? Ah, you thought I dropped off. I did. You get so nervous. You get so nervous when I change it up. <laughs> you got me. Good job. We're not in the same room, so I can uh, try different tricks on you. Yeah, exactly. I'm talking into a MacGyver podcast box that you created here. I'm staring into the abyss of foam. That's right. So uh, happy summer to you. Happy summer to you too. How is it uh, in San Diego today? It's terrible. I was uh, biking a little while ago. I saw a cloud. No. Yeah, I reported it. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm just huddled inside, scared. Great guest today, Brian Shannon. Uh, we're going to get right to him. Brian is a uh, chart artist, but he's one of the original social thin Twitters, but really an artiste, an artisan, uh, self-made man, living his best life. He's got two religions, uh, charts and weed. <laughs> uh, he's in Colorado. Of course, he's in Colorado, for Christ's sake. And um, he's really an artisan because um, he's one of those early social people to kind of just do it his own way and built a big audience and kind of a geek. I don't think people are really going to like him. And uh, you can follow him on StockTwits and Twitter at Alpha Trends. Uh, big news here. I'm, you know me, Canute. Uh, uh, I love Spotify. Yeah, started in Norway, correct? I'm not sure about that. Well, I was kidding. Nothing's been started in Norway. It's a Swedish company. That's not funny. <laughs> From the same people that brought you fish, Swedish fish. <laughs> exactly, uh, exactly. Spotify. So as I suspected, they uh, have upped the game. They've taken control of the podcast world and uh, launched podcast charts yesterday, something that I predicted a couple months ago. They're going to uh, pedal to the metal here. So I'm excited to roll what we've built here, Panic with Friends, into uh, one of our portfolio companies, one that I uh, started called Stock Twits. And Stock Twits is upping their podcast game. They have an after-hours podcast that they start a three- or four-minute end-of-day uh, market podcast. Uh, and Phil Perlman, Master Phil, is doing long-form interviews like me with uh, Master Traders. So now you can go to Stock Twits on Spotify, S-T-O-C-K-T-W-I-T-S, or just search my name for me. But uh, if I'm not enough for you, you can go to Stock Twits and Phil Perlman and the After Hours podcast. We'll, uh, we're going to up our game. Yeah, know? we are. The uh, people can't get enough of the markets and uh, therefore call us crazy. But uh, the team at Stock Twits likes what we're doing here. You're going to be doing a lot more work with them over at StockTwit, it sounds like. They're looking they forward to that. For it. They fell for it. They did. <laughs> Not yeah. bad. It's your accent. I think they're smarter than we are. I say <laughs> out and about, and you say has to kick. That's exactly right, yeah. <laughs> Look that up. You may cancel it. You may unfollow us. So uh, let's get Brian on the telephone. I will do. 
I'm Shannon. Here. Hello, Howard. Hello, everybody who's listening. Where everybody's listening. Where Where are you today? What part of Colorado? Uh, I am in Denver, right, uh, kind of uh, near Washington Park, which is, I guess, kind of like the central park of Denver, if if you would. Did you? When did you move to Denver? You're not in Denver. Yeah, no, I've been in Denver for. Well, you know, I was in another town called Thor, and I, I moved to Denver in 1991. Kind of bounced around a couple suburbs and came back to Denver about uh, eight years ago. I don't know why I thought it was suburbia. The uh, so you're a city boy. Yeah, but it's not really. I mean, it's not like downtown. It's it's uh, you know it's a, it's an old neighborhood. Uh, it's quaint. Been it's a nice. few years. Been a few years with Chart Summit, but you and I used to hang all the time. The I say I told people before we got on the air they have two religions: charts and weed. Is that is that true? Is there a third religion, or is there just one religion? You know, the the weed is a little overstated. It's definitely charts. I I actually. <laughs> Uh, I know. I'm I'll kidding. tell you why because I've because I've posted a couple pictures of uh, one of my hobbies, and it's actually a hobby I picked up about four years ago, which is to grow some pot. And I actually enjoy wow. growing it more than I uh, enjoy smoking it. I, I use it for sleep, you know, maybe twice a week, one or two little hits. I'm not like a, a stoner guy, but I like growing it. It's it's fun. It's it's an interesting plant. Now, when you were you high? when the VWAP moment hit you or were you straight? No, but I have had some good uh, VWAP moments. I mean, moments uh, <laughs> when, I, when I'm high that, that went on to be good business ideas. Um, no, the, the volume weighted average price I stumbled into on a platform called Realtick back in about 04, I think is, you know, I've tried to dig up like where I've, you know, where in my archives I've seen it, but it was just there as a uh, weird little study, and, as a trend line. I started playing around with it and then had the people at TC2000 build the anchored VWAP where you can uh, put it from any point forward. And we're probably losing a whole bunch of the audience uh, right now saying, Who what Because I, I want to talk <laughs> about what I want to talk about. And you've become this like cult-like not that you don't deserve it, you're Brian freaking Shannon. Uh, but it's kind of like something that just changed. You know, when I talk to people about Brian now, oh, you VWAP. And <laughs> so I didn't know this. So I'm just trying to learn myself. So it was 2004 Real Tech. So you're, we're dating ourselves. And then TC2000, which hasn't updated their UI since 2000. Yet an amazing product, actually. And very powerful product. Do you still use those two products? You know, the TC2000, I use every single day. It's actually my main uh, charting platform. It's inexpensive. It does everything. I'm comfortable with it. When you move from one platform to another, for me, you know, as a fairly active trader, it kind of feels like there's always something missing. Like, it'd be like watching TV without the volume when you go to a a different uh, trading platform. There's there's a, a ton of great ones out there. Um, but this is the one that I've been using primarily for about the last seven years and mainly because they stepped up and said, we will build this anchored volume weighted average price for you. Okay. So we'll come back to this anchored volume weighted price, but something fascinating you said, cause you know, pro golfers tinker and they get lured, <coughs> excuse me, they get lured to, yeah. that might've been COVID, but I'm home alone. The, uh, they get lured to try a new club. They're fucking pros. Like they should be able to hit everything, right? Just like Brian Shannon, come on over. But 
uh, they go creeping back to the comfort. I mean, there's something to be said about, like, don't fuck with what's working. I and, agree 100%. Yeah. yeah. Not to say that uh, you're cheap because you're fucking cheap. But the point is, it works for you and you love it. And um, so the angst. So, so tell me what that all means again. So when you ha- you 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 put your, your little Brian Shannon uh, magic dust on top of VWAP. What like how do you decide when to tinker with something? Okay, so the volume weighted average price is a combination of price, volume, and time. Price uh-huh. is the only thing it pays us. Time right. is highly subjective. I'm a swing trader. That's how I you know define myself in the market. And then volume gives us the emotional intensity, you know, commitment of, of the, the, the market, of the participants. So it, it, it's reflected as a moving average. And you can set that moving average from 11 o'clock this morning till 2 p.m. if you wanted to. Or you could set mm-hmm. it for the last week, uh, the last month, the last year. What I like to do is go to key inflection points in the market. So one that's working now, today's uh, July 16th. The June 29th little pullback in the S&P 500 has been magic. Uh, you know, two times in the last week and a half, it has touched it perfectly and then just ripped you know, 3% higher from there two, two times in a row. I mean, it's just amazing that these important swing highs and lows have a lot of emotional attachment. And in, in, in the, way, the way, Howard, to look at that I think most people can understand what VWAP is is that it's basically the dollar cost average from any point forward. So if you buy $1,000 worth of Apple every month, at the end of the year, you know one month you're going to buy three shares, one month you're going to maybe buy 4.2 shares, uh, one month you're going to buy 2.87 shares. At the end of the year, you're gonna have tw- your, your cost basis will be $12,000, and you might own 37.6 shares. So the government wants to know what was your average cost if you go to sell it. That is your volume weighted average price. So it, it's basically a dollar cost average from any point going forward. Oh, that's very interesting. So is it something that you would recommend? I'm a long-term trend follower, but love the markets and I have a lot of time. I don't think Coifin has put that in. Has Coifin put that in there as yet? Not to my knowledge, they haven't. Okay. So I'd have to use another software to get VWAPs? Yeah, you know, and the, the good news is there's a lot of people doing it right now. Our friends, uh, you know, Dan and, and Jake at uh, Trend Spider, they've uh, oh, okay. done a good job building it in. Uh, there's a new platform called Wealth Charts from uh, Rob Hoffman. They've got it. There's um, TradingView just introduced it actually as a free you know study on the free charts there. So it's it's getting much more widely av- uh, accepted, and I think I'd, I I like to think I had something to do with that. I think you did. Well, I'm talking about it. So the does do enough people have to see it for it to work? How could people be trading against it? Meaning, you know, the magic of the bounce means somebody else is programmed or other people are looking at it, don't you think? Or is, it's not magic. So there has to be a certain it's, amount of people using it. it it's not magic. It, I mean, it feels like magic sometimes, honestly, but it, it's, it goes back to the psychology of the market and it's a sentiment tool really from any point forward. You can see you know, the problem with most sentiment indicators is all they measure is, you know, generally opinions. What is the AAII? It's, you know, you, you send in an email and say you're bullish or bearish, but you have nothing to back it up with. 
it, it's it's the actual money in the market from any point forward. So from June 29th, when we made a short-term low in the S&P 500, measuring forward against that, the average price has been rising uh, and it's you know tested it actually three times and bounced from there. So what that tells me is that there is an institution or institutions that from that point forward said, that's the pullback. That's the dip we're going to buy from. We're going to keep dollar cost averaging in. The, the way it really evolved was as a, uh, a measurement tool to, to, uh, to measure how well a stock order was executed on behalf of an institution. So if I went to, you know, if I was uh, Fidelity and I went to Goldman and said, buy me a half million shares of Apple today, uh, I would want to know, you know, how, how yeah, do I know? What what did they do for me? Um, did they you know if the VWAP the average price for the day was three eighty five and they bought it at three eighty eight? Well, then I think they did a shitty job for me, and I'm going to go to somebody else next time. And, and you know, but if they came in underneath that, that's great. But what they often do is they will say, you know, guarantee me the VWAP. And there's a there's a perfect example uh, with uh, Warren Buffett actually. Warren, when he sold his airline stocks about uh, eight weeks or so ago, it was reported in the news that over a two-day period, he sold you know X number of shares at whatever the price was. So I looked at it, and I anchored a VWAP from the two-day period, and it was the exact volume-weighted average price for those two days. So what that tells me is that someone like Warren Buffett, who goes to sell 12 million shares of an airline stock, he says, listen, get rid of this over the next two days. And Goldman or whoever's handling the order says, okay, Warren, we'll guarantee you VWAP. So the stock actually closed below that. And they, I, I think that they probably lost money on this order, but they did so knowing that, hey, we're in good graces with Warren. Maybe he'll send us more business down the road. So cool. And so I'm of the opinion, because I'm old and supposedly wise, that people should pay for mentorship, meaning I'm lazy right now. The fact that I have not been following VWAP is mainly shame on me because your friends of mine who, who I chat with always like, oh, change the way I think of the world, blah, 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 blah. You know, I've been just a price guy. I'm, I, I've dropped the uh, VW. I, I, I'm no voix. I'm P, you know. I'm just P, P, P. I P now I have to pee it, just saying P. The, um, so <laughs> I'm not the voix. some potty humor in there. So yeah, I had to stick it in the uh, no pun intended. The uh, law, <laughs> I'm for paying for it. So so tell me, it's alphatrends.com. Net. What do people you 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 have a, a premium service in alphatrends.net? Alphatrends.net. Yeah, because you 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 won't pay for the dot com. God bless the, um, the. I've tried. So what? So what should people expect when they come to get mentored by Brian? Great question. I, you know, I, here's what I always like to try to tell people to do is I'm, I'm try, I'm, I, I give stock ideas each and every day and I explain them pretty thoroughly, you know, by using a video format. But I, I do it, you know, concisely. You've seen, you know, you, know, you retweet my videos every week and that. So, you, you know, I, I try to be on point and explain here's why I'm looking at this stock. At this price, here's where we want to look at it in terms of you know where the risk reward is. Why is our stop where it is? We're not looking at saying, 
well, I'm going to sell if it's down 6%. We're going to sell at a, a level that makes sense on the chart uh, because it will break the, the definition of trend. So I explained to them, here are, you know, here are five or six setups, and now you understand the logic. Now, I'm not here to tell you what to do, but maybe you don't want to trade fuel cell, which is a $3 stock. Maybe instead you just want to buy uh, the, the DraftKings that we, we had today as well because you like $35 stocks or you like the stocks in the news. And the, the idea is not to pigeonhole in, anyone into one type of trade, but to give them several options and then to help them become a better trader and make the trades their own. So I do that with I've got a forum board and I've got a you know biweekly uh, webinar where it's – you know question and answer the entire time and it's one price fits all it's it's yeah i mean it it, there's there are two levels of service the basic level of service i honestly don't know why anyone signs up for it it's just an end of day video uh, of the markets but some people want that there's no actionable ideas there's you know there's gold and silver because that's how they tell you how to do it but uh i'm not a marketer so i don't understand that stuff and so what does it cost to uh, hire Brian as a mentor? Seven ninety nine for the year, Howard, or one twenty nine for a month, but that's just dumb. Yeah, that's just dumb. So you're trying to trying to so so what when was the aha moment that you said, I'm just gonna do this and be a mentor? You <laughs> it was you. I was so when when I started oh, I on Yeah, no, when I started on uh, uh, Blogspot that's when uh, shit. This must have been fourteen years, fifteen years ago. Yeah, you and I, uh, you and I were like old school. Blogspot was the best. There'll be never, there'll never be anything like Blogspot. It was. It was just so easy. I mean, I could do yeah. it. That tells you a lot. Um, yeah. But I had done a Blogspot. Uh, I had left. Uh, tr- you know, MarketWise was a company I was at previously. Um, you know, marketing, education, and trading company. And then you had reached out to me and said, hey, I've got this thing I'm working on. You've got to get involved. It's called, uh, what was the name of it with Lindsay? Why do I always forget the name of that? Wallstrip. Wallstrip. Wallstrip, of course. So you had seen my work and reached out to me to say, hey, we're going to you know, be talking about Apple. I'm going to the the, wall, the Wailing Wall in, in New York, as, as you did, the Shrine. <laughs> God, I and, forgot this. Okay, yeah. And then, and then you said, you know, we'd like, uh, you know, some more color on it, uh, you know, besides this informational comedic routine about the companies, would you do a two-minute video about what you see the technicals? So I said, all right, this, this guy's crazy. He reached out to me like this. It was, you know, great networking the way you did it. And uh, we did that for a while. And then you said, hey, I'm starting, uh, you know, you got to look at Twitter. And I just got my 12th year anniversary about uh, maybe two months ago where they pop up and tell you. So uh, that, you know, that was you got me on Twitter. And then, of course, you know, stock twits and, and, and all that. Fuck. It's been a while. So, then, so yeah, you were yeah. you kind of got it, but you didn't love the whole social thing. You you have you have a no. low tolerance. You have a low tolerance for knuckleheads like me. I really do. It's it's uh, not like you. Um, it, it, I do have low tolerance for. Um, how's it? I, I I know I don't have to be politically correct here, but I'm always try. I'm always correcting myself um, if I say what I really think. Um, there's just a lot of. 
uneducated people, let's call them, who, who don't understand a lot of things and ask you basic things or you know, want you to tell them what to do with their money, how would I know what their financial situation is? And But, but back to the original question is, Howard, that you, you said you, know, you had stock twits. Um, and I said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm involved. And then I think about a year after StockTwits had been running, you said, hey, have you been thinking about doing anything with this blog spot? And I said, yeah, I've been thinking about it, but I just don't really feel like doing the back end work. And uh, you said, well, listen, we'll do it for you and uh, we'll create this subscription product. So that was, I think, probably 11 years ago, Howard. And um, you know, from there, I've just kept it. I, I, I love doing it. It's, uh, it keeps me on top of my game. I, it's, it keeps me involved with a lot of interesting people. So, uh, thanks to you. It's, that's, that's how I got into that subscription game. No, I remember it was you, Josh, JC, um, and upside trade, Joe, and Joe Donahue. He was funny. Have, do you still see that Joe? Do you ever talk to him? I have John? not heard from him in quite a while. I, I keep meaning, he's one of those people I keep meaning to reach out to and for some reason never, you know, make the time to do it. I've got to do that though. And Chicago Sean and Pearlman. So it was quite a group. And we were like, and now there's like Substack and everything. They do premium products. How do you run your business today? What software and product do you use? It's a, it's a WordPress. And, it's a WordPress and, blog. And then, then, the, I try to have as little to do with all the background stuff. The payments are through Stripe. Um, they've been through Stripe for a while. Um, and then, you know, I, I, I try not to deal with it at all. I, I, I don't even know the specs. <laughs> so who's helping you? Uh, my wife oh, does. So- she, she does. So oh. she's kind of the intermediary who does all the dealing with all the stuff I don't want to deal with. And have you ever thought maybe of moving to Substack or you're just happy with what, what it is? I think you're fine. Like wait, WordPress and Stripe is probably the lowest cost thing you can do. I'm not even trying to make money. I, I mean, you know, it's not a financial monetary decision. The point is that it's what I know and I don't want to change similar to you don't want to add VWAP. You know, JC's been giving me shit saying, how come all you drink is, you know, the California wine? And I say, you know, JC, I, I like it. it. It works for me. And, you know, I go blow $30 on a bottle of $40 on a bottle of Spanish wine that I don't like. And then, you know, I go back and drink what I like and what I know. So WordPress works for me. I've, I've, I've heard of Substack. I have no idea what an advantage of it would be. I, I, <laughs> nothing. I, no I, knowledge. It is such a group of creature weird people by habit. But, you know, why fix what ain't broke, I guess. And in our business, what, do you remember the last time you panicked? Because this show is really called Panic with Friends. Do you remember the last time you panicked? Uh, you know, yesterday I had a mini panic. Um, and, I'll, and I'll tell you what that is. We, you know, Twitter got hacked. And as soon as I saw it on Twitter, I said, well, I'm not going to be the dummy. I'm going to go in there and change my password. So oh. I, have one of the, I have one of the blue check marks, right? So I changed my password. And then 10 minutes later, they shut down all the, uh, the verified accounts. Well, then mm-hmm. 20 minutes later, they said, okay, all the verified accounts are back up. I was like, well, how come mine's not up? And it's still not up here 24 hours later because I had changed that I was being proactive. I thought I thought I was being tech savvy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So changing my password. You- so 
I've just got to wait for them to do whatever they do on the back end. I have, I have no idea. I've, I've, I, I, they, I can't even see my timeline on Twitter. It's completely locked. I've tried to change the password. They run me through this cycle, this loop of no human interaction, customer disservice. And um, I guess I've just got to wait for them. Maybe there's someone you know, Howard. I'll I'll tweet it out today and just see if I can help. Okay. Um, That's terrible. Oh, man. So that's just an unintended circumstance of bad uh, policy inside of Twitter. Huh. And yeah, so, it kind of got stuck in the middle of like something weird that happened on uh, at their end. I, I'm sure they did it to actually to try to protect my account, but it it was like a weird little loophole in there, like a little time warp where I got lost somehow. But do you remember the last time you panicked in the actual markets or when you were just like, uh-oh? I do. I was wondering whether I should admit this or not. And I, I think it's important that I do that I've always been an equity trader and, you know, U.S. equities, it's what I'm good at. As you've always said, stick to your knitting, do what you, you know, you know, you're good at and what works well. Um, over the years, I've tinkered with uh, uh, futures accounts, but I've never done really well with them. And, and I've, I've always tried to think, well, why is that? I'm so good at, you know, the, the, at the spy, but when I go to the futures market, and I, hmm. I, I, it, I know what it is. So last year in 2019, I opened a small futures account and I was, you know, I started making some money, got the account up 30, 40% in the, like the first month and started using all kinds of leverage, which is, you know, part of the trap there that you start feeling good about it. Then you're like, well, I might as well buy another contract. I've been so good. Um, and then I started to buy the dip, which I never do. I'm not a dip buyer. I'm a buy strength after the dip. Uh, And the futures is the worst place you can do that with that leverage. So I have never in my life had a margin call. So I didn't know how it works. I knew that I was... No, this is is a a good story, actually, for people. Because what what I had was a maximum position size on at a firm where you could control a uh, futures contract for $500. So mm-hmm. I, I was watching my equity and I knew I was getting really close to that number uh, that it would trigger a, 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 you know, a, a sell of, of some of my position or so I thought. So let's just say I had 20 contracts and the, as, as my equity got down to $10,000 because that's the maximum, you know, that's the minimum amount you can have. So I was fully levered, like I said. Well, what happened is I'm looking at my position and I was like, all right, well, they'll, they'll sell one contract, maybe two contracts. They sold the entire position all at once. And I was left hanging in, in it, it, that, that had me panicked because I didn't know what, I, what the rule was. I, I, it was something I was unfamiliar with. I knew I had broken all of my discipline already. And then to throw insult on top of that injury, I didn't understand, you know, how the, 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 the margin selling happens. So that was my last panic moment because generally I'm, I'm, you know, I have a plan. And if you have a plan, there's certain things that will come up that are unexpected. But as long as you have a plan and you are positioned, you know, position size properly, there's really no reason to panic most of the time. Yeah, I think these stories, I'm going to start 
doing more with the old timers that I, you know hung out with. You know, I've been so much focused on long term trend following and what the future is. But man, when it comes down to it, in this new world, the COVID world, where you know so many great tools from the old school tools that you're using to the new school tools from Coifin to StockTwits to <clears throat> Robinhood, uh, there's so many new. I mean, it's just amazing the questions that I'm getting from people is just how to get started. And, you know, the number one thing I say, Brian, is just start. Like, that's the joy of these new products. You can go buy fucking $40 worth of Amazon tomorrow. Go pick your five favorite companies. I wish they had that when I was a kid. My God. Can you imagine how hosed we were getting? We were getting so hosed crazy and and to be able to learn on that level with your newspaper route money i mean my first real trade uh was in a company called lojack i had seen it on the lojack i used to love that company it was a no-brainer back in the day it was and this was our this was in high school um i had seen something on television i I used to caddy a lot i used to had a paper route and all that stuff so i had some money saved up i said to my dad hey i like the you know can we can we buy some of this stock and it was yeah. at $5 a share. He said, put up yeah. $500 and I will buy a thousand shares on your behalf. So little that I know, I was getting 10 to one buying power. It was my, you know, my first trade ever on my own. <laughs> and so I had a thousand shares and I'm, Oh my God. And it didn't really register to me because it just started going higher. And I, it, it was just a validation of how smart I was, of course. So <laughs> for, for about six months, I watched it. It went up to $10 a share. And I said to my dad, hey, can we sell it now? He said, sure. And, and I made you know 10 times my money. I, I didn't realize that, again, that I was levered. Um, I didn't realize a lot of the things. But it, it, in, in a way, it was probably the worst thing that could have happened to me to have that type of success on my first trade. Because then I thought it was easy. And ever since then, I, I like to say, you know, I've had the needle hanging out of my arm and a, a, a tube tied around my arm, uh, ready to tie off and, and do that next junkie trade. Wow. I mean, everybody needs to hear these stories because, you know, now I tell, so the first thing I say is open a Robinhood account. Second thing I tell people is, you know, do something. It may be dumb, maybe smart, do something, you know, unlevered. Uh, and do something, you don't have to do something crazy. Of course, people are unfortunately doing stupid things. They're playing chicken with money, but, uh, do something smart, which is, you know, circle the 10 companies you live with every day and start, you know, buy a little bit of something that you love. And then the the third thing I tell people to expect to lose money and uh, now you're in. And then, you know, finally I say, get mentorship, right. Which is kind of a, uh, an open-ended thing, meaning, you know, everybody's different, but like pay for mentorship. Uh, Where where are you on on that? that? Do you pay for any coaching or mentorship? I will do it with some people. The the problem I think with, with, I I have a course that I teach, which gives a great foundation. And of course my book is the easiest way in. Um, And not everyone can learn from a book or from a, you know, video courses, but as far as one-on-one coaching, I think the problem a lot of times is that people don't know what to ask yet. That they, you know, I they, didn't they, mean coaching. Just, sorry, I meant just paying for like services like yours. I, I think that you know, one, there's a lot of great free information out there on the web, but you're going to be chasing back and forth. What you have to do is find someone or some group of people who have a similar type of uh, personality in the market. And but the 
the you know the problem for newer traders is their personality is they're a gambler. So they're going to be attracted to these guys who sell the sizzle and don't really teach anything. They just talk about these imaginary trades in their paper accounts that they're doing just to to get subscription products. So I, I think that there's value, obviously. I mean, I'm a provider of education and coaching. So there's value there, but it's tough to find the right coach to trader. Think about you know, finding someone that you click with in anything that you do, whether it's, you know, a certain kind of doctor that you go to. How many, you know, doctors do you have to see before you find the one that really understands you and your body and your personality and that it's not a one size fits all, that you've got to personalize every aspect of it. So um, it's, it's it, once you can find your personality in the market, your time frame, your risk tolerance, then, you know, those are two big key components. And then you can start looking around, kick some tires and, uh, you know, find some good quality out there. There's a lot of guys that are like myself that try to put an educational spin on things rather than just say, here's what to do. Here's your next trade. I, I'm never going to give the man the fish. I want to teach him how to fish. And what's your, I got a bazillion, fuck, dude, it's been too long. I got a bazillion question. I it should has. Just do a day, I should just do a daily show with you. Do you love the markets as much today as you did then? I mean, now that the kids are older, you and I have gone through the drama of raising kids. You've had some serious uh, drama more than me, maybe. And I used to st- speak to you all the time. Howard, uh, I'm a grandfather now. I'm a grandfather. No, fuck that. Canute, end this conversation. It's too old to be on Panic with Friends. Yeah, I got the stop button ready here. Yeah. Hey, one more time. You're you're a grandfather. Is it a a girl or a boy? Boy. Well, get the kid a substack. Vincent Brian Shannon. Wow. Anyway, back to where. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's fantastic, dude. Thank you. Where is he? In in Denver? Yeah, well, he's just kind of, you know, 20 minutes away. Fabulous. Yeah. Okay, it's, that, it's fun. That made my day. Um, awesome. So are you as excited about your job today as you were? I, I find myself, Brian, it's totally a piece. I hate, I hate like living the life that I want to live. I feel a little bit guilty in this day and age, you know, like you and I never had to be politically correct. You, you and I were like idiots on social media, not like doing stupid, stupid stuff, but just saying what we felt like. And now it's like, woo, what's going to happen? Um, like even now with you, like you, you've calmed down. Like I didn't know you were off Twitter. Fuck, you should have emailed me. It was, we'll whoop that shit up. But well, it'll, uh, it'll, it'll work itself out. It's good to take a break, I guess, too. The, the, do you love it as much as you did then or more or less? Or how has your day changed over awesome the years question. and your passion? <laughs> It's a great question. You know, last year when I blew up that futures account, even though it was a small account, I, I just kind of hated myself for that. And and then I thought, well, I can't, you know, so you, you go back and forth. Even, you know, Howard, I've been trading full time since 1991. I, I go back and forth where sometimes like my, my P&L has nothing to do with my mindset. I mean, I can lose a good chunk of change some days. And I'll be completely unaffected because I know I've been doing this long enough that it's just, I loaned it to the market. I'll get it back. It's just going to take some time. But last year when I blew up that futures account, I was really feeling down. It it wasn't, again, the money amount. It was the fact that after all these years and everything that I know 
and everything that I've done to get here and things that I tell other people to do, I did the complete opposite. So I was down on myself for that. But generally speaking, you know, I, I go through some periods where, you know, when we have a dull market I, and I'm trying to force trades, then I, I you know, I, I, it's more disappointment in myself. I still love the game. I still, you know, sometimes I see on Twitter someone, someone who I respect will say, hey, I slept in this morning. You know, what's going on in the market? And I'm like, you slept in? Are you kidding me? You're not <laughs> in? How can you sleep in? I, I just don't, I don't understand that psychology. I'm there every single day at the open. Um, most of the times, even if I'm on vacation, I'm, I'm, I'm peeking at it. It's, uh, so yeah, I, it's, it's still, it still gets my juices going. I know me too. I have to say the same thing. Never loved it more. I've never been, none of the movements bug me three, two and a half years ago. I wrote about it. I fucking made the most amateur, dumbest, stupidest asinine deserved to lose a hundred grand luckily i didn't lose four million mistake uh when i you know because i don't trade options brian i you know market was uh, it was that fixed moment where i and i bought the xiv like with a minute to i was day trading it during the day the oh, market, yeah. market was getting hammered i don't know if you remember that day and then like with I two do, minutes yeah. to go i bought like i bought like a thousand shares of xiv on robin hood you know i don't I, all right. my all my orders, I call. I call like that's been my protector all these years. I'm like old school. I like I want someone to really? read back my order. Yeah, wow. I don't care if I pay two cents a share or three cents. You know, it, it doesn't bother me because I don't trade that much. But I want someone to just read it back to me. Anyways, you know, I'm on my phone, Ellen. We're driving, and I'm like buying fucking a thousand shares of XIV, and then like buying a hundred shares down $20. And I'm thinking like, Oh, Robin hood's broken. I'm buying a hundred shares at $60. It went to zero. I know. You know I don't know if you remember that debt. And I, I do. Just, I it wasn't a hundred grand. It was, this, here's what I did. That was dumb. Not only did I lose that money on Robin hood. Right. And got luckily, I don't know if anybody can afford to lose a hundred grand over something that dumb. But, uh, you know, it was just, so mad for about a year and i wrote two days of posts and i was mad at credit swiss and i knew i was fucked and people were saying read the perspectives you know i was just like venting but only mad at myself right obviously right, I think exactly products we're always you know the criminal products yeah, everybody's making fun of robin hood and or yeah we don't want robin hood to exist and i mean that's not the problem the problem is the user uh you know user error meaning i was lazy i didn't get the right product i had the right idea you know to to buy the dip you know buy the volatility right. expansion yep. i just had the completely wrong tool and i broke every rule i'm buying it on my phone i'm like buying it with no information that you know it's down 40 percent after markets i'm thinking it's like my going in my favor thinking oh they'll fix that glitch tomorrow they'll probably bust my trade tomorrow because i ripped off robin hood so right. it took me about a year even though I still would wake up and watch the market, it took me about a year to engage. I was just trading odd lots, just so mad at myself. And I think the real lesson is uh, stick to your game. Like it's, it can be monotonous, but don't chase the shiny object. And we're all well, going to exactly. do it. That's the thing. You know, right. they can write these articles about, you know, Robin Hood lures this and I got lured by that. Nah, you got to surround yourself with people in a process that, keeps you in the game because the game is pretty damn good. 
it's a great game. But but it, again, and the, you know, the same same thing for you was the same thing as me. Is that you were you were mad at yourself for doing everything you know not to do. And and I always say that people generally get what they deserve in the market. If you're so so one of the things that people ask me all the time is, hey Brian, can you what do you think about this stock? I'll look at the chart and I'll see it was up 15% in the last three days. I'll say, listen, that's not a normal type of move. You can't buy it after that type of move. You're chasing. You're 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 most likely you can make, you know, so I, I never tell people don't do it because every time I tell them don't do it, well it goes up another 50% in the next two or three days. Sure. Sure. But I like to point out the risk and say, listen, that's not a normal type of move. Where does it come from? Where is it reasonably expected to go? You know, what's the risk reward here? But you know, when when you when you do stupid things in the market, you deserve to lose your money. And and especially if you know you're doing something stupid, that's what really burns. And then what's your opinion on individual stock picking and Robinhood and the future and millennials and like what's your overall Positive, negative. What do you think? You, you you happy about all these tools and and stuff? I I'm thrilled about it. That's that's always been my strength is being a stock picker, bottoms up, stock by stock basis. I'm I'm interested in the market as a whole, but I'm more interested in can I make money in this stock? Rotating from one stock that's moving to cash to another stock or stocks, and you know swing trading is is just thrills me. It keeps me uh, attentive. And I am a stock picker through and through. I hope that ETFs don't take over because that would be, you know, a shame for the market, I think. And uh, with the Robinhood type people, they've shown a propensity that they love individual stocks. And it's kind of bringing that back to the forefront, which is a great thing. And then what about people that you like? Who do you who do you tend towards following and trusting or, or listening uh, or enjoy idea generation with? Yeah. Um, so for my style and, and time frame, the, the ones that really stand out to me on social media are, I would say, uh, Zor, Frank Zorilla. Um, yeah, he's, he's at Zor Trades, everybody. Yep. When he mentions a stock, I, it's generally going to be on my watch list. But if it's not, then I know I need to take a look at the chart because he's got a, a great eye. And, and, and I, I will then, you know, I'm not interested in what price he's paying or what, what he's doing with it. But I look at it and say, hey, that's a symbol I'm not familiar with. Does it fit my parameters uh, to, to, to study it closer on shorter term timeframes or I just, you know, blow on through to the next one? So you've got uh, Frank, you've got uh, Trader Stewie. Um, he's he's good with the swing trades as well. Um, I'm missing a, a bunch of people right now. I, I wish I had my – I can't even look okay. at my Twitter stream. Yeah, yeah, you're like me. You take it for granted, and then when it's taken away, you don't remember anything. It's like if I lost – I don't even know my kid's phone number. I have to just go I know, to my iPhone. I know how to – exactly. I know how to get home, but I never know what street I'm on. Well, we took Max's phone away a few years ago uh, for punishing him. Uh, he stayed in his room the whole time. And I'm like, dude, we didn't say you were grounded. We just took away your phone. He goes, well, I don't know how to get anywhere. So uh, <laughs> Google Maps, like just without Google Maps, he was just like, I, I don't know where to go. So I'll just stay at home. So uh, the unintended consequences, again, of technology creeping in. 
All right, the uh, we could talk forever. What what about the do you you don't really like me care about the overall economy because I think that would just confuse you on a day to day basis. But I'm going to ask you anyways. What are you excited about? Um, well, you know I am horrible at this kind of macro picture thing, Howard. When you first uh, you know it, uh, approached me about Wall Street, you said, hey, you know if you want you can invest in this as well. I was like, I don't know, this whole social media thing, it seems dumb to me. And I passed. And <laughs> that was, if I recall, about six months later, it would have you know, been a, a, a tenfold winner. Um, I'll give you another example is that when this coronavirus you know, start, first started coming about and the whole economy was being shut down and still is, I wrote a tweet that said, it is different this time. I'm going to collect my thoughts and write more about it. And then, you know, a day went by, the market kept going higher. But I, was, I just kept thinking that there's no way this market can survive being shut down like this. And I was starting to form like this global macro ideation of what, you know, the, the, the economy would look like. And then I was looking at my stocks and, you know, waiting for the opportunity to sell short. But the shorts weren't setting up. Instead, stocks kept going higher. So I've learned over the years I relearn all the time. The market doesn't care about my opinion. I, I'm here as a trader. That's my specialty. That's what I'm good at. I'll let other people worry about the economy because I, I suck at it. I, I'm just one of the worst. I know my opinion doesn't matter and I'm not good at it. So I'm just going to say I'm looking for the next low risk, high probability setup. All right. We'll end it there. Uh, going to have you back regularly. Uh, are you doing this from home? I am. Yeah. Isn't everyone doing everything from home? Yeah. Are you wearing pants? Uh, I got shorts on. Okay. All right. Shorts, uh, I got uh, PC. Yeah. Very PC. And, uh, well, I appreciate the chat. Uh, uh, You know. Likewise. I I spent too long. Sorry, you're number 83 in the list here. I don't know. I was going to point that out. I felt like I should have been higher. but, But I felt like during the panic, I wanted to not talk to traders i wanted to talk to that makes sense you know what i mean and now that the panic's gone uh i want to just go back and talk to my old friends you know like i don't want to think too far ahead uh because the living in the moment that moment was so horrific i wanted to get really was that that think through it i think we did a good job canute and i um but now that the panic has subsided I'm back to what should we panic about? And let's talk to my pals that I like to talk to all the time. So this is now I'm going into a new mode here uh, with Stockwitz and just starting to talk about the markets. Is there, is there something that we should be panicked about that we don't see? Obviously, you're like, we're both in disbelief. We see the carnage on the streets and in the tweets, and we don't see it in the market. Uh, so the market's looking way ahead and very optimistic right now. And uh, let's hope it's right because uh, it's a collection of everybody's thoughts. What uh, is on page 10 that you worry about, just as a dad, a grandfather, and as an uh, investor? I don't really worry a lot, Howard. I, I, I mean, I, I really, I, I'm, I'm pretty, you know, at peace here, like, kind of like you. I'm 52 years old. I'm a grandfather. I have uh, I'm, I'm think I'm good at what I do. I'm um, healthy. I, you know, worry about my parents maybe and, and their health, but uh, they're both alive and healthy. So I don't, I don't have a lot of uh, worries. Well, I'll have what you're having, Subtiva, or whatever the hell <laughs> strand you're using of the weed. 
Uh, I knew it was going to so, go back to that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. The uh, we will talk soon. Uh, hold the fort for us there in Denver. You're the man, Howard. Thanks for having me on. Good talking. All right, talk to you. Okay, not. All righty, Brian. You remember good old Brian? You oh yeah. Brian. Oh yeah. He and I worked together on this Doctor Twist TV thing back ten years ago. He's yeah. one of the broadcasters. Pretty much hasn't changed. I feel like I've changed the most. You think so? Yeah, we're going to get all the old school. I mean, listen, these people were always professional. I've slowly becoming professional. I'm a lunatic. <laughs> Brian's the same guy that he was back then. A little bit grumpy, a little less grumpy. I am was a lunatic, and now I'm... A little less of a lunatic. I'm a lot less of a lunatic. Yeah, that's probably I have so true. much awareness of my lunacy that it's uh, it's crippling at some level. <laughs> okay, so uh, it's really good to talk to Brian. You know, it's fun not to talk about the market. He has, a, he has a process. That's what this business is about. Have a process, whether you're a venture capitalist, you're a founder, or you're a swing trader or a day trader. you got to have a process. Structure and discipline. Structure, structure, structure. And, uh, you know, you don't have to always chase the, the bright, shiniest, newest object. Everybody panic with friends. Like I said, please make it easy. When you go to Apple or Spotify, just subscribe. And uh, my blog daily is free. Howard Linz at L-I-N-D-Z-O-N.com. You're listening to Panic with Friends. We're doing these twice a week now, not as frenetic a pace. I think we drop them on Monday and Wednesday or Monday and Thursday, Knut. Yeah, they show up Monday morning and Thursday morning. Tell your friends and uh, we will be back at you uh, next week.